Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Messy Masterpiece Podcast with Chad and Tori. We are super thankful to start our week with you. Yes. Praise God. Uh, devoting ourselves daily to God. Uh, just a quick little reminder, Tori and I posted our long-form podcast this past Saturday, mm-hmm. and it was all about stress, how yeah. we deal with stress, where stress comes from, what to do about it, all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. Anyways, so you can go check that out. But let's just jump into today's devotional, baby. Yes, so let's do it. Y'all, today our devotional is titled A Clean Slate, which I thought was appropriate for a Monday morning. Uh, We're reading out of Ezekiel 18, verse 19, and it says, What, you ask? Doesn't the child pay for the parent's sin? No, for if the child does what is just and right and keeps my decrees, that child will surely live. The love letter from God says, Beloved child, I have made you my own and placed the seal of my love on you. What matters to me is what you do. I don't count the sins of your family against you. You belong to me alone. I am the author of your life and your story will show the world that you are mine. No one can keep you out of my family. Hold on to my promises and I will give you the power to rise above any circumstance. I will empower you to live a life of faith that honors me. Love your heavenly father. The reflection says, the mistakes of others do not reflect on you, not even those of your parents. No matter what anyone has done before you, God has given you a clean slate to write your own story on. Use this opportunity to prove that history doesn't have to repeat itself. And the treasure of truth says, Our new life begins when we choose to build our lives on God's word rather than on the mistakes of the people around us. Mm. That reminds me of generational curses. Yeah, it really does. And I actually don't think we've touched on generational curses really in the podcast. And so Mm -hmm. if you're out there and you're confused by the term generational curses, it truly is something that Chad and I feel like we pray against for people a lot. Um, Just for me, my parents got divorced um, and my mom's parents got divorced. And I feel like there was almost like a generational curse of divorce in our family, running in our family. And so I've always prayed against the curse of divorce, the generational curse of divorce. I want Chad and uh, my marriage um, to set something new for the generations to come, that divorce won't be a stamp on the next generation or the family that comes, you know, after us. And there's so many other generational curses um, that, you know, we can talk about, but the premise of it is that a generational curse is obviously not from God. It's not the heart of God for you or for your family. Um, And so we just have to be very aware of those generational curses. That way we can pray against them and actively fight against them because what generational curses can do is really put fear into your heart. Because I know for me, for a while after my parents did get a divorce, I feared marriage. I feared divorce. I feared, you know, things that could break apart a marriage. And so I really had to do some soul searching and digging in my own walk with Christ about, okay, what does this look like for me? What does marriage look like um, in in your eyes, Jesus? How are you going to, you know, figure this out in my own heart so I can walk into marriage without fear? 
Yeah. Have you ever heard the phrase like resetting expectations? <laughs> yes, all the time. It's, sorry, that was kind of an inside joke. Troy and I are constantly <laughs> resetting expectations, yeah. whether it's our, our marriage or the home build or yeah. even with work, you know, totally. and working with other people. But I feel like when we're talking about generational curses, I feel like we're almost resetting experiences mm-hmm. because whenever I think about generational curses, I think, okay, like for example, this, I'm getting kind of vulnerable. So hang in there. I am um, my family, a lot of my family, like even my extended family and their extended family struggle with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for me, I didn't have my first drink till I was 21 and I, I didn't even like it. Yeah. <laughs> I was so afraid of falling into what so many people in my family have fallen into mm-hmm. that it clearly felt like it was like a, a master's thing, right? right? And I wanted to break that, not just for like my children, but for myself, totally. you know? And, you know, then whenever I got into different classes regarding helping people recover from trauma or abuse or addiction and stuff like that, I learned that specifically when it comes to abuse, most of the people who actually commit abuse were abused. Right. And so, you, you yeah. can see the generational thing happening, mm-hmm. right? Totally. And it's almost like we have to go to Jesus and reset our experiences. Right. And I don't want to be insensitive when I say that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying just like get over it and all that. That's, it. That's the opposite of what I'm saying. But yeah. we need to take those feelings that we have that we're kind of naturally inclined to. Mm-hmm. And just to give you a really simple example of what we're trying to explain is you know, if you grow up with a family who's maybe not the best of managing their finances and you don't learn from anyone else, you're probably going to not be the best at managing your finances because, right. you know, you learn from watching mm-hmm. what those around you are doing. Yeah. And so for us, it's so important to take those things uh, and process them and kind of reset those experiences to what is actually edifying to God. Right. And, and, and we can start breaking those chains where we may feel a bent a bentedness towards reacting to situations that way or doing things this way because that's kind of where that uh, those bad habits kind of come into play which are right. generational yeah so I encourage you today to really kind of take an inventory of your life in a way and maybe journal the things out with God that you've experienced um, that are that have created fear or you've noticed in your family that you don't want to continue into, if that makes sense. Um, I really want to be sensitive as I say these things, but I do think it's really important to just be awake spiritually. Um, that way we can pray against the attacks of the enemy. And so mm-hmm. anyways, babe, do you want to pray out today? I love that. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for just allowing us to, to come underneath you in prayer and Lord, thank you for just how you watch over us and you see the things we're struggling with and you see the things that we're tempted with and you see the things we're battling. Um, Lord, we're just, we just ask you to, to help us feel your presence right now, to, to wrap your arms around us, to, to know we're not battling these things alone. So many of the things that we struggle with are hidden, God, um, but they're not hidden from you. And we pray that you'll help us um, feel loved in spite of those things that we're afraid of, those things that we can't seem to get rid of, God. We pray that you'll help us feel powerful against generational curses. We pray that you'll help us um, grab the flag that is um, the family of God and hold it high and say that we can, we can, we can start something new. We don't need to fall into the same uh, temptation and sin that those before us have fallen into. We are free from that. It's for freedom that you set us free, God. Help us to feel that freedom. Help us to pursue that freedom. Help us to desire that freedom. Help us to to desire that freedom more than we desire 
the freedom that we think sin gives us. God, mm-hmm. help us to to eliminate that 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 false mindset that sin actually is the thing that makes us free when it's not. God, Lord, we just we just ask for your help. We can't do this without you. And we just ask that you'll show favor to all of us that are praying to you right now, God. Just please make it easier on us, God. Help us to have healthy conversations with mentors or friends or family or even uh, counselors to process our past experiences, God. We pray that you'll put good people all around us, God. We pray that this week you'll have someone, someone special uh, and, and, and good for us. That We pray that you'll have them reach out to us, God, to connect with us, to help us process things that maybe we need correction on or maybe we need help on, God. We pray that you'll continue to put people around us, God, and just show your love to us through others and and um, in whatever way you really want to, God. We we are expectant to feel you this week. We're expectant to see you this week. We are thankful for the clean slate that you give us, God. Your mercies are new every single day, God. So help us to walk into freedom and walk with freedom. And Lord, we're just going to open up the floor for our audience to continue pressing into you, God. And we pray that you'll just hear our prayers as we pray along with them. This is my confidence, you've never failed, your promise still stands, great is your faithfulness, faithfulness, I'm still in your hands, this is my confidence, you've never failed me yet. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. Happy Monday. Yes. We're back at it. We're back. We are part of God's family. It's mm-hmm. a good day. Good yep. day to have a good day. Yeah, that definitely puts things in perspective mm-hmm. whenever we remember that, you know, if God is for us, what can be against us, you Amen. know? So love it. Let's, let's live like that today. Yeah. We love y'all. And we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.